ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, unfortunately, this has not necessarily been the greatest week for the world of professional wrestling. Um, we lost a legend uh, this week. It's someone who I, I was I was thinking how to say this, and you know, in the format of this show, you know, was he a good cop? Was he a bad cop? Because uh, he did both so well, but he, he I, I feel like he transcended good, bad, great. Uh, this 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 gentleman was a legend, uh, and and I that that word is thrown around so frequently to so many people who have performed in this business. But Terry Funk was a literal legend. This this is a man who had a career spanning. Over 50 years, uh, I remember seeing him for the first time, um, which which was probably his early ECW. I don't know. I don't even know because I feel like he's always been here. And I remember him being billed as middle-aged and crazy. And this was 25, 30 years ago. You know, I remember hearing... Jim Ross talk about how he's already in his 50s in 1997. Um, Terry Funk did something for me that no other professional wrestler had done. He showed me how versatile you can be. He was a technical wrestler. He was a brawler. He was hardcore. Before hardcore was a thing, Terry Funk was hardcore. Um, and I know he shaped a lot of professional wrestlers that we know and love from past generations and from current generations. Um, and Terry Funk, you know, sadly passed away this this week at the age of 79. But someone else passed away. Um, Terry Funk was 79 years old. That's life. People live, people die. Um, Bray Wyatt passed away uh, a couple of days ago when you're listening to this, and he was 36. Um, you know, people toss around the word tragedy. It wasn't a tragedy that Terry Funk passed away. It was life. Bray Wyatt is a tragedy. Uh, you know, one of the most creative minds in wrestling. He was, I was starting to kind of fall out of love with wrestling again. And Bray Wyatt, just when I saw him for the first time, I went, well, this is, this is interesting. This is new. This is, this is, this is good. I like this. Um, you know, he, he did so much for, for wrestling, uh, in what, at the end of the day is a very short career and a very uh, short life. Um, you know, I, I was really excited when I heard that he was getting better and on his way back. Uh, this one hurts. Um, you know, it, it, it's uh, we, were, we were talking before we went on the air that this is going to be a hard couple of days of wrestling to watch. Um but, you know, I think Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, he loved wrestling and he would want us to watch wrestling. So, please, ladies and gentlemen, 
join us in a 10 bell salute to two of our fallen heroes. Thank you. Episode 246, Graham here, Matt, Ryan, as you just heard in the intro. Um, obviously, this is not going to be our traditional episode. Um, I think if we're being honest, this was probably almost close to not being an episode at all. Um, we are going to be changing a couple of things. Um, as a sign of respect, we're not going to be doing bad cop moments. Um, we're not going to be talking. We're not going to be trivializing things this episode. And... Uh, I certainly didn't feel like doing a devil's advocate, and I think that was kind of agreed upon as well, that that wouldn't be appropriate this week. Um, in our intro, I'm not going to ask people how their week was, but I, I think we'd probably want to probably develop some of those ideas that Ryan talked about and perhaps get a few more personal opinions. So, Matt, go ahead. Give us give us some thoughts um, on the, the unfortunate passing of uh, both of those two people. Terry Funk is somebody I have not had the privilege to see as much of as Ryan has. I dare say that I may be going back into the WWE Network over the next few days to watch some of his matches that I haven't had a chance to watch. Um, one thing for certain is whoever persona he played, he entertained that crowd. He entertained that crowd and they and everybody loved him. He's in the Hall of Fame and he's rightly in the Hall of Fame. It was sad when I saw that. Like Ryan said, it was so sad when I saw that happen. I was like, 79 is a good innings. I thought, oh, you know, if these things unfortunately happen, you know, one could argue that, prior to, given how, how much abuse he put his body through over the years, that he lasted that long. But, you know, as Ryan said, it's life. I was not ready for this morning. As we as record, recording this on Friday. I woke up this morning at 6am in the UK to a message in my inbox which was sent while I was asleep by uh, my friend Danny. Um, just a picture of Bray Wyatt's face and 19... 87. 1987. I know, I was just trying to compose myself, buddy. <laughs> 87 to, to 2023. He's three years younger than me. And he was in considerably better condition than I was. We obviously know that, well, we've heard that the reports that, you know, heart attack and it was all brought, and it was, his heart was damaged by COVID and it's just, it's a tragedy doesn't, it's just absolutely right. I mean, I don't know what else I can say has been already been said. I mean, I haven't felt this numb about a wrestler dying since Eddie Guerrero. I cried my eyes out that day when I heard about Eddie. I didn't cry today. 
The only reason I didn't cry that day is because I had to get through a 12 hour shift. This one, it cuts deep. Because when someone is younger than you are, who is in certainly better physical condition than you are, you know, has access to all the most amazing doctors in the world, because you know, you get paid a great wage by one of the biggest companies on the planet. And it's still not enough. Makes you, makes you think a little bit. Makes me very glad that I'm, that I'm doing, I'm, I'm taking steps with my own health, you know. But it's just, you know, I'm going to say apart from thank you, Mr. Funk, and thank you, Mr. Rotunda, for everything you it, did do. It wasn't until you just spoke that I suddenly realized that. Um, the new the news. I didn't realize it was Ryan that broke it. I thought it was well to me. Um, I thought it was you actually. Um, I saw it was in our group chat. I was literally um five minutes away from back to school night, ready to talk to parents for the next hour and a half. And basically, what you said in that introduction, Ryan, um, Terry was almost eighty. Um, it, it sucks, but it's the it's part of life. Uh, Bray was thirty six, and that message kind of flashed up on my phone, and I was like what the what was like so i opened up message and kind of read the whole thing and i was numb and i had to obviously went straight to twitter opened all that stuff up and i was like bray white is dead a 30 like it just made nothing made sense and i had that realization that oh my gosh and i gotta kind of compose myself i gotta compartmentalize all these little things and then i gotta talk to people and i stepped out my i was like i need i talked to my co-teachers like i need to step outside the class for a minute i just need to walk around do something get a breath whatever and as i stepped out a parent was coming towards me i was like oh my and i just i said i need a minute i said i need a minute i'll be back i did a quick lap and actually i did i explained to the parent i was like hey i'm really sorry um i just heard about and explained what because i'm not sure they were wrestling fans necessarily but just 36, and it's just that, th it's just too young. It's just way too young. Um, and it's heartbreaking when you see the pictures of him with his family, the new family, as I was, if you just feel for them instantly. And um, yeah, all the hopes that we had, we were hoping to see Bray back in the ring. We were hoping to see some of those wonderful characters that he creates. And it was totally different from the funk situation because that wasn't unexpected. We all knew that was coming at some point. Um, I don't know anybody who knew that this was happening. I think everyone had that same, just like, this just make, doesn't make any sense. Um, and that was the hardest part. And um, I was going to ask you guys about that. How does this compare to you guys for people like Eddie um, or China? Because I wasn't watching wrestling at that time. Um, but this one hurts really hard, and I don't, I can't really explain why it hurts so hard. I, I am a Wyatt fan, absolutely, um, no doubt about that. I was probably one of the few people who actually liked his match at WrestleMania uh, with John Cena. But I don't know. I got to see him debut the Fiend in Toronto at SummerSlam, so it's he definitely is a, a favorite wrestler. That my most played uh, wrestling intro is the Wyatt Family. I like that song. Um, it was one of those characters when I came back into wrestling that was kind of prominent in WWE at that time. Uh, the Wyatt family. Um, but I can't, I, yeah, I've just not had time to process. I had to then literally go back in and do my back to school night. 
Um, it was late when I got home and it was pretty much time to go straight back to straight to bed. I did not sleep well last night at all. And then when I woke up this morning, um, I was supposed to wear a jokey t-shirt um, that everyone in the department was wearing. I was like, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. Thing. I'm not in the mood for doing jokes. Um, this is still this is still too raw. I still feel I still feel really numb about this, and um, nothing's really changed. Uh, I've had a few jokey moments throughout the day. Um, I actively last night looked for something just to try and change the mood a little bit. But right now, that mood's not changing. Um, I don't know if um, uh, part of it is there were some similarities um, uh, to my dad's situation when he passed last year. Um, that wasn't my initial thought at all. I, I still think it's just the the age, which is far too young, and just the total unexpectedness of it. That's the part that's really hitting hard. I think for me, the reason this uh, the, the Bray situation uh, is hitting me harder than Eddie, for example, is because when Eddie passed, Eddie was older than me. And that's just, you know, that 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 makes sense. Someone older than you has passed away. Someone and, and someone who has put their body through so much trauma. Because that's what wrestling is. Wrestling is traumatic on your body. And to, to, to Matt's point, Bray's younger than I am. I'm a year older than Bray Wyatt. And that that's that's rough you know and i think so i think for uh, you know us in particular and i think for a lot of people too you know wrestling fans are older now i mean they're younger too you know there's obviously a lot of young fans but there's a lot of older fans and i'm sure people in you know when when eddie passed you know, who are in our age group now, I'm sure they felt the same thing of, oh my God, he's younger than I am. Like, this is, this is tragic. And it is, it's, you know, uh, Bray's passing is extremely tragic. Um, it's, you know, especially because we hear about premature wrestling deaths all the time. You you always, always hear about it. But a lot of the times it is out of complications from their lifestyle, whether it be drugs or alcohol or or just the wear and tear. Like, you know, I, I, I hate to, you know, obviously all of the respect in the world to Eddie Guerrero, but there were extenuating circumstances that caused his premature death bray wyatt got sick that's that sucks that's you know he didn't do anything necessarily to cause this it's a complete it, it's um you know it was on a dark side earlier this year you know speaking of tragedies chris candido he had all of those problems. He had the drug problems. He had the alcohol problems and he won. He battled those demons and he vanquished them to hell. And then a bad spot, he breaks his leg and he dies from a blood clot. Like, you know, that, 
that's a tragedy. He finally figured it out. He finally got better. And then this, his body just said, nope, not today. Um, and I think that's uh, that's what's making the, the Bray thing so painful. Um, you know, like when it when it comes to Terry, like we said, it's it's age, it's life. It's that's what happens. People get older and then eventually they're not here anymore. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of wrestlers in Terry Funk's age group who have passed away. And I'm like, man, that sucks. But it doesn't, you know, hit me like Terry did just because of how big of a fan I was of his um, for so long. Uh, Terry Funk dying hit me about as hard as George Carlin when George Carlin passed away. Uh, I don't watch the news. I'm not a news person. I've never been a news person. I woke up and for some reason I said, I'm going to watch the news. And I turned on, I think it was CNN. And the first thing I see is legendary comedian George Carlin has died. And I broke down. I broke down because he was one of my favorites, but I was younger. Um, you know, Terry's passing. I'm older now. I, I, I've i understood it now. I understand that part of life now. Sometimes you get older. Sometimes you die. I'm sad, but, you know, and and for on a more positive note, um, maybe to help Matt out um talking you know a lot of talking about terry funk you know we all want to go back watching terry funk matches uh and i noticed something roughly every eight years he was making a career defining uh match 1989 i quit against rick flair 1997 barbed wire against sabu 2006 Dreamer and Funk versus Foley and Edge at One Night Stand. That alone should show you how legendary Terry Funk is. The 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s, and he's putting on these matches that people still talk about. That's crazy. And I recommend everyone go watch those three matches and everything else. Hell, speaking of Candido, you can go watch uh, Terry Funk get kicked in the head by a horse in 99 or 2000 whenever that was because they decided to wrestle in a barnyard um yeah too too great uh just that sucks this is a shitty week for wrestling it's and that's that's what makes it even worse um it's such a shitty week for wrestling and it's supposed to be the biggest weekend in wrestling history <laughs> and that's even even a company that both Terry and Bray had nothing to do with. That's going to be a hard watch. It, it's it's SmackDown's going to be hard. All In's going to be hard. Raw's going to be hard. This is going to be a tough weekend. So that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Um, Colin was seventy one. Um, I'm a big George Carlin fan as well. I, I probably have him as either one or two on my list of all-time comedians. Um, but he, he was one, when, when you look at him, you could see he was getting older. So once again, it was one that kind of feels a little like Terry Funk a little bit. You, you knew it's coming at some point, but it was a, a little bit earlier than perhaps we would have liked. 
Um, but the one that really hurt for me was uh, Bill Hicks, who would be my other choice mm. as one and two. But kind of in the same sort of parallel as what we're talking about right now. He died in his mid-30s, um, not from a heart attack, but from uh, cancer. And um, fantastic comedian. And that that was a shock. I'd literally just discovered him. Um, I was about to go. I think I was in college at that time or was about to go to college and found this comedian who I thought was amazing, really insightful, very Carlin-esque, but I didn't know George Carlin at that time. And um, yeah, that was really a tough one. What I'm, wonder what I'm wondering is, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. I I'm wondering if the Bray Wyatt one is tougher to take right now, just because of the proximity to uh, the Brody Lee situation in terms of, in terms of age, in terms of the unexpectedness, but obviously also just being part of the the Wyatt family. I don't know if that's one of the, one of the things that's making this um, more difficult to take, or if it's just I don't know. Perhaps I'm just clutching at straws for things. But it it seems like there's obviously there's obviously parallels there, and there's obviously connections there too. Well, I mean, there's definitely something there. You know, you know, obviously we as wrestling fans worldwide are are mourning right now but you know like like you mentioned you know think about jojo and their their children you know i know i think bray had children from a prior relationship he had two and they had two with jojo i think yeah. um you know but you know i'm i'm thinking of uh you know amanda amanda huber and and brody jr you know bray was close with them yeah you know that sucks that just sucks that's uh, you know like obviously amanda is older you know she can carpet car that you know the word she can handle this a little a little better um you know brody jr lost his dad and then you know i can only assume he lost someone that he looked at like a you know maybe an uncle you know, that's, uh, you know, again, to uh, try to, you know, try to bring some positive into this. Actually, one of my good cops, the the week that I wasn't here, um, it was going to be uh, Brody, Brody Jr. did one of those back to school, like where he holds up a board saying like, you know, what his you know, what his summer was like and what his, you know, his best friend is and under best friends. Uh, he had Cody, and I think Pharaoh as well. And I was like, you know, that that's cool that these people are still connected and close. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people say it. Uh, you know, that wrestling is a brotherhood and a sisterhood. Of course, it's a family, um, and it has to be because nobody else. Uh, I, I saw an interview. I couldn't tell you who it was with, but they were like, why do so many wrestlers like marry other wrestlers? And well, it's like, who else is going to understand this lifestyle? You know, they're carnies. <laughs> Plain and simple. They're carnies. They're carny folk. Um, You know, so, you know, as much as we're hurting um, as a, as a fan base, um, I think a lot of people need to understand that these wrestlers you know, this isn't a, no more tribalism. You know, um, there's plenty of impact in AEW guys who knew this guy just as well as WWE guys. And they're hurting too. So don't make this about WWE and AEW. Make this about pro wrestling. Make this about humanity. Make this about empathy. Make this about love. 
about time people stopped the, with the BS on that side of things. Uh, you know, it was before Bray. Um, but, uh, I don't know if anyone saw the, the interview that MJF did promoting all in, he called everyone out. He said, cut the shit. This isn't about AEW. It's not about WWE. He even said, he goes, I have the opportunity to stand on that mountain. And the people he named off were not legends of the industry in a broad sense they were legends of wwe he he called you know he said that he has the opportunity to cement his name alongside of legends like the undertaker and triple h you know and hulk hogan and rick flair and you know people who have no connection to AEW whatsoever because mjf as much as he is kind of an asshole you can't play that character without being a little bit of an asshole Hmm. He's a pro wrestling fan. Um, you, you, you don't, it's not, it's not the eighties anymore. You don't get into pro wrestling just because you need to make some money. You need to get into pro wrestling because you want to be a pro wrestler. You know, that's what, you know, Bray and, and Bo wanted to be like their dad. Yeah. Even when you work for, if in an indie, uh, and you go to an indie show sort of thing, People who are there, I mean, yes, there are sometimes you watch some people who are on indie shows, Graham, come out to this, and Ryan, you've been in indie shows, of course. There are some people on that show who are never, ever going to make it to WWE or AEW, for example, but they're there because they love this business. I am never, I'm going to say that, put it out there now, I don't care. If you don't like I am blowing my own trumpet here, okay. I am never, ever going to make it to WWE as a commentator or an announcer or anything like that. Or AEW. And I don't care. I love this business. And God darn it, Wyndham Rotunda loved this business. If I, could be if, happy, I, if I could have even as much in, initiative he had in his little finger, I'll be on my way in this business. Oh, sorry. Sorry. If I may, gentlemen, let's get to some good cop moments. Let's get some positivity. Like that thought. Good, bad. Whew. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't have much stuff to begin with unfortunately i had more bad cop stuff than i had good cop stuff and um yeah we, i'm not talking trivial stuff this week there's no reason for it we want to focus on that positive side i think all three of us were in agreement with that um ryan i'm gonna ask you first what was your main good cop moment of the week ah man you both know me and i will talk well about any promotion that gives me a solid professional wrestling match some solid ass pro ass wrestlers doing pro wrestling gunther and chad gable on monday tore the goddamn roof off of that building um so and i understand why he lost but i i like how it was a count out loss or a count out victory rather, or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Chad didn't win the title. 
but yeah. they did the count out so they can give us this match again. And I thought that was smart and I thought it was brilliant. It gave Gunther an official loss. It gave Chad that victory over him while still allowing them to do clearly they need to move. They, Honky Tonk is no longer marketable, but Gunther is, Walter is former progress champion is you know th- there's there's definitely something here um I, I i thought this was so i was watching this i was watching uh my friend wobble pop tv check him out on twitch.tv slash wobble pop tv um i was watching his stream on one monitor and i had raw on the other monitor um my girlfriend was upstairs watching raw on the tv and she you know she loves she loves wrestling but she's not like me sometimes you know it's just whatever so that chop into the post the push into the post into the german over the barricade as soon as that happened my phone starts buzzing and it's just a text message from her saying holy shit <laughs> And I was just like, you're watching this match right now. And she's like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, this is pro-ass pro wrestling. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Um, honestly, drag it out to Survivor Series. I think this is a big four blow off. Um, I'm, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm so excited. I, uh, I, I loved this match. This might have been my match of the year. I loved that match. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a well-told story. It was, again, it was pro-ass pro-wrestling. And I just, I loved it. I, uh, I I know Matt obviously disagrees, but up until this point, my match of the year was uh, Kenny and Bill uh, at Forbidden Door. Um, Bill the Cat. Uh, Bill, Bill Puma. Um, I don't know how many other ways I can. It's Will Osprey. Osprey is a cat. It's a large cat. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, you were talking about whatever Big Cass's name is right now. I thought you were talking no, about. It. No. I was like, did they even fight? I was like, I was really no, they didn't. Um, that was my match of the year up until Monday, and you can have that argument all all day. You know, whether who has better wrestling matches, AEW or WWE. Let's be honest. Usually, it's AEW who has better wrestling matches. Usually, it's Impact over WWE for wrestling matches. This was currently my favorite match of the year. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Give um, to, to echo Matt, give Chad Gables his goddamn flowers. He has earned it. One thing I mentioned, I'm going to come back to this moment about what about um, my thoughts regarding it dragging out to Survivor Series. I think that might be a bit ambitious. Um, just purely because you've got to try and drag this out for whatever three months at this point. I mean, I'll be here for it. Don't get me wrong. But Graham got bored of um, of Gunter versus Drew McIntyre. I hadn't even had a match yet at that point. Um, but this, hold on, hold on. I just want to, I just want to rebuttal. Together. I want to rebuttal this. Of we course. have five male wrestlers who we can mix and match. We can do tag teams. We can, you know, th- there is a way to bring this into November. Um, however, um whatever's October um because it won't be Hell in a Cell this year because Hell in a Cell was earlier in the year wasn't it I can't keep track anymore Halloween Havoc 
that that's that is a um, either way that is a that is a pay per view on um NXT Graham. Yeah, oh. WCW is now NXT pay per views. They've just fine. started doing all the WCW. No, I'm 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 fine with it because honestly, I like them. NXT fits the style of WCW a lot more. I also feel um, it's a homage to Dusty Coin. I say that way as well. A- absolutely, absolutely. Um, I want to, I want to you know point to something that I now I now fully stand behind. Why I I did it did it, but I'm hammering this home. Um, you the week you weren't here on a couple weeks ago. I said this a grand and I stand by it now. My prediction was my main good cop moment that week. I'm standing by it this week. This week is that Norfolk, Virginia, on September 11th, two weeks tomorrow, as this goes out, Chad Gable will win the Intercontinental Championship. Is that where payback? No, that's on Raw. That's a Raw. The Raw. Interesting. It's September 11th. The All-American is going to beat the Foreign Heel three days after the record is broken. That that works uh, from a booking standpoint. It's I exactly think that's brilliant. It's the exact same thing with New Day after they beat Demolition's record. And I don't mind that because it, it works perfectly. Gunter gets the record and Chad Gable gets his flowers on a day for national pride and all that. Can, can, we, can we bring some of their just real quick just off topic of course that vince spent so much time and energy um building up demolition to be the wwf version of the road warriors only for demolition never to really do a ton in the grand scheme of professional wrestling and vince to bring in the road warriors anyways can i ask you a question ryan and i please forgive my ignorance here because you yes sir way more history than i am regarding this side of things did Demolition ever fight the Road Warriors? That's a great question. I don't think in WWF they may have have wrestled elsewhere. Because um, that's something that I've not had a chance to look at. Just kind of like, like, like did they ever fight each other? Because that because that's, that's a great question. So, but not. Yeah. So they. Uh yeah, they they only lasted four years in the WWF. Um and I I'm not seeing any I don't I don't think the Road Warriors or I'm sorry, the Legion of Doom. Um let's see, I'm just doing my research because you know I love doing my research. Uh, you know, oh no, they they did overlap a little bit. Um, because they debuted in 1990 and Demolition stuck around until 91. Uh, I feel like that would be a big deal, but I am not. I'm looking seeing... at cage match, and you can normally find those matchups, and I can't, I can't see any. But I, I might be searching the wrong thing. But no, I, I yeah. Don't... Yeah, because then, yeah, because LOD, quote unquote, um, leaves uh, WWF in 92 and they don't return again until 97. So. So, yeah, I don't I I don't I don't think that uh, the demolition and Road Warriors ever faced each other, at least in WWF, uh, maybe on the Indies, maybe in Japan. I don't know. But uh, demolition didn't really. uh 
stick around as a team that that much. Greg, I've got a quick question for you. If we move on to someone else's um, main good cop moment, um, I want to ask you: How far is Norfolk, Virginia, from you? Uh, it's about three hours because that's why I'm not going to be available for next week's record. Okay, because heading to Norfolk Monday night raw that night for the eleventh game, twenty bucks. Uh, there's, there's no way I can't. I can't do that. Just saying. No he's got to educate students the next day. Yeah. Well, take, I, well, for that for that sort of price game, you could probably you probably charge it to the school, take the whole school with you. <laughs> like I could take a personal day. I have three personal days I could use they've throughout got, the year. Like, I could use it, but they've got so many tickets available. It's ridiculous. That's bizarre. I mean, I mean, I'd love to go, but I'll be in the air still at time. So that day, but um, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you said that you. I knew you said you couldn't do next weekend, but I wasn't quite sure if it was or not because I'm actually live on the volley this time uh, next week doing Luton West, <laughs> so followed by deadline day. So on the Friday. Well, it's deadline day, Graham. So we're covering. It would, it would only happen one time. Well, 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 hold on. So Graham's not here. What the fuck am I supposed to do? You got a solo show. We'll we'll just record. We we talked about doing this before. I'll just say welcome to Good Cop Bad Cop episode two forty seven. Ryan, how's your week? And then we'll let you. That that's the episode. And then I'll just talk for forty five minutes to an hour and minimum. Yeah. yeah. If Graham's not here and I'm not here. Ryan, take a personal day, mate. It's all good. <laughs> Sounds like we're putting. I, I guess. Uh, oh, actually, wait, hold on. That's next weekend. Next Friday. Next yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's the day Starfield comes out. I'm not going to be doing <laughs> shit except for playing Starfield. So that works out really <laughs> fucking well. All right. So next week we're going to break, guys. So you can yeah. come back the week after. I, well, well, you know, on on Friday, feel free to join me because I have an open event set up. On a twitch.tv slash niche guy, where I will be playing Starfield from about 9 a.m. to probably when my eyes bleed. Uh, so you can check me out there, twitch.tv slash niche guy. That's Eastern, um, Eastern now, Standard or Daylight Time. I don't know the difference. Anyways, what? You're canceling this, Matt. Does this mean that you miss episode 250 though now? No, it actually means I'll be actually back a week early. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't remember which way around. No, it's it all good, Graham. Two fifty will be a week after now, so it's all good. Okay, all right. right. Unless I don't go to Norfolk, I don't know. I'm not going down if the weather's bad. Well, like if you want to, you want to it your might be a solo boot. show. Jackson can fill your boots easily, I'm sure. Don't I know it? What's, what's, what? What you got for the screen, Graham? Um, I'm going off script. Um, I, I said I didn't really have much anyway. Um, but Ryan talking kind of gave me a lot of time to think, and it reminded me of something else that kind of links in with something I mentioned earlier. So I think it would be a miss not to talk about um Edge's retirement. Uh, the fact that it was the perfect location to do it. Um, in Toronto, he came out looking so good. Um. I'm not a big fan of Seamus, but he's kind of growing on me more a little bit in the last uh, year or so. And um, enjoyable match. Just just a nice way to kind of close your career on your own terms. 
Uh, we talked about before, like having that sort of injury and then not knowing you'd even wrestle again to putting in however many extra years it was. I think it's at least three years. It must be nearly four years. And the reason I'm thinking that 2019, is... 2019. So yeah, almost four. Because it was SummerSlam. Because, well, everyone else is yes, saying it. Royal Rumble. But I'm claiming it was SummerSlam because I was there in Toronto. And um, I think he was Elias. I think to remember um so yeah it was just great that he got to uh, end it on his own terms but it just kind of makes you think earlier then those plans would have been shelved was uh, that me or was that graham i'm sorry that was graham yeah okay mm. you you froze what happened you froze momentarily you're freezing in and out dude can you hear me yeah yes uh, am I back? Yeah, you are. Am I back? You're back like Eric Bischoff. So I was just thinking that if it happened that Bray had died like a week earlier, then obviously plans would have been shelved. Everything would have been like the tribute show like we were expecting it's going to be tonight. Obviously, Edge would have had no complaints about something like that. But it's nice that Edge got to end the career on how he wanted to do it in front of his own fans, etc., etc. But yeah, it was like that same SummerSlam event was where I got to see The Fiend debut as well. So it just kind of, all those things kind of just all came back around at the same time. So yeah, I just, how could we not mention Edge? It's it's a ridiculously long career. The fact that going back even further, my first WWE event, SummerSlam 2000, not a bad one to pick as a, as a first event. And Edge is wrestling there as well. Oh my gosh. It's... um. Yeah, it was nice to see his family ringside as well. The, the kids were there as well. Um, I know that was a big thing for Goldberg when he came back as well. Like, his kid had never seen him, like, wrestle at all. So just the fact that he had his kids around for that to uh, to finish out his career like that on, on his own terms was... It, it's an obvious good cop moment that would be a miss if I didn't mention it. Editor's note, I am a Goldberg fan because I see Goldberg for what he is, and that was a larger than life superhero character um but i mean to be fair not a lot of people have actually seen goldberg wrestle but um because goldberg's notoriously kind of not a great wrestler anyways edge's note to editor's note um edge actually put out a um a video um yesterday i think it was um he was sitting on a rocking chair on his porch and he mentioned how everyone's saying, oh, he's def oh, um, WWE, you know, refused to re-sign him. He's going to AEW. He says he has a contract extension from WWE in his inbox if he wishes to accept it. Interesting. And editor's note to the editor's note of the editor's note. Yes. Edge's contract isn't officially up until September. So all these people who assume he's going to show up at all in if he shows up at all in it is with wwe's approval indeed and i think that's something really important that people need to understand if that does happen which honestly i would love it to happen because i've been wanting him and christian back together since they hugged at the royal rumble um like i just i i need to see edge and christian together and if that happens that means we have officially a working relationship between these companies, which I think should happen one way or the other. Honestly, I, I... you got more to the pool of in charge with Vino Mac in charge for sure. 
Um, I want to, for my good comment of the week, I want to reflect in a, on the great stuff that Bray Wyatt did, actually. Um, and obviously, Wyndham and Thunder had a, had, a, had a very great, but I'll talk about Bray Wyatt, the influence that he had, and some of his best matches, for that matter. Um, Graham mentioned earlier that he was the only person who enjoyed the Firefly Funhouse match. I loved it. I will say, that was a match in the same way that I'm a stand-up comedian. It wasn't a match. Was it a good segment? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the fact that Cena wasn't was more than happy to put the fiend over as well for cena to take a freak out even if it's in a segment like that that is saying something cena doesn't cena often in the queue they're having the golden shovel went to bat for bray on that one bray wyatt was a three-time world champion in wwe people forget he won that he won Two Universal Championships. One of them he beat Braun Strowman for. One of them he beat Seth Rollins for. And one he beat AJ Styles, John Cena. Um, help me out here a bit, buddy. Uh, John, uh, Jeff Hardy. He beat inside the Elimination Chamber to win that first WWE Championship. Lost it. A month later to Randy Orton at WrestleMania in that not great CGI a match that they had where they projected everything onto the ring. But I got what they were trying to do. Problem is trying to do all the mythical stuff outside of a cinematic environment, it's not easy inside a ninety thousand seat stadium. Which is why that Firefly Funhouse match wouldn't have worked in a normal WrestleMania. Well perfect WrestleMania thirty six. Wouldn't have worked in in inside um, Raymond James Stadium, I don't think. Um, but I mean, I saw him debut as Husky Harris in NXT, as part of the uh, NXT. And be like, I think they, I think he was billed as the JCB with a Ferrari engine, of something like that. Um, it's so much good he brought. Um, to the matches, he lost the championship in Saudi Arabia to Goldberg, the superhero style figure. But Bray also got up straight away afterwards. The Fiend sold out and then disappeared and then reappeared after, you know, because and the whole thing of Cena started developing from that. And then he had them, yeah, he even got to have. A moment at Survivor Series with the Brothers of Destruction. Taker was definitely wanting to get his career down. Taker even passed the baton to him. Back up on the third anniversary of Raw. We'll never know from what um, what Taker said to Bray. Let's take it aside to tell himself now, I guess. Because Bray said he'd never tell what he said. Ironically, he actually said, I'll take it to my grave. Ironically enough, um, I, this is so much good stuff that he did. I'm I'm struggling to, to put it into words. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm gonna open the floor up to say, what's your, what was your favorite Bray Wyatt moment? 
and I don't want necessarily a favorite moment, but I just I want to ask you guys a question as well because you're the experts on this. Was his last match LA Knight? Yes. Okay, I was trying to think if there was another one after that, and I I couldn't think of one. That will be a trivia question down the line, you know, one day. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably my favorite Bray Wyatt moment would be it, it for me. It for me, it has to be the, the SummerSlam 2019. Um, the excitement of that character with it kind of being introduced and getting to see the entrance and like all the cam- all the cameras or all the lights are on the cameras and just just a magical moment. Um, not as nowhere near as as high a moment as the Undertaker's um entrance. Um, but it's coming pretty close in terms of crowd reaction and uh, anticipation and all those things. Um, but yeah, I think also probably a high moment for me is just when I when I'm thinking of Bray Wyatt, I'm just going to be thinking about when I started watching wrestling and he's there on that on his rocking chair. <laughs> it's just like it's kind of dumb, but it's um, that's the Wyatt family was where I was first introduced to Bray Wyatt. I didn't see Husky Harris, um, so yeah, it was like oh my gosh, what's going on here? And it was one of those characters that kind of intrigued me and got me interested in wrestling. It was one that I was watching with Mason. And for that reason, that that will always be special. Um, introducing Mason to wrestling, I guess. I, I Now, you guys might be shocked to know this, but I've been watching the WWF uh, from 1998. <laughs> I know. It's really shocking. Um, but something i've noticed a parallel between the wyatt family and the brood and i think that's really really interesting where you have this you know now now no disrespect to gangrel he would he couldn't stand a minute on the mic against bray wyatt but you have this charismatic kind of figurehead pseudo manipulating this tag team and you have that same dark aesthetic um you know which they had no idea what to do with back then because every bit on commentary was jr going well i don't know much about this goth lifestyle they live because you know it's vince mcmahon screaming at him 24 hours a day but it was it was weird because I, I noticed this kind of parallel between the two teams where you had, for lack of a better term, I know this wasn't the most popular version, but you had the Bludgeon Brothers and then you had the leader, Bray Wyatt, and he was, you know, he's running the show. Um, And and that that was I loved especially that early Wyatt family stuff where they were just coming out the whole follow the buzzards thing, the, you know, him singing, we've got the whole world. And uh, like all that stuff, like it, it was just so, it was refreshing. Yes. And I think that was the important thing. It was refreshing. We hadn't seen something like this in a long time because WWE had really dug their heels in on that realism you know, everything had to be so, you know, something that could be based and anchored in reality. And then here come the Wyatts and the Wyatts are pulling from that, you know, deliverance style, just creepy family, you know, and it was just so well done the fact that Luke Harper always looked like he hadn't taken a shower in weeks 
um just everything about that but if it, if it weren't and and the bludgeon brothers shows us if it weren't for bray that team didn't necessarily work bray was the the cornerstone of that the glue um and it was so awesome it was just it was just good you know bray Bray didn't even have to wrestle to make you scared of him. No. And I thought that was brilliant. His voice just like, like, like it was, it was like that, that trembly sort of voice at times. And it was like, it just like, like make the back of your neck just like, oh, go all like, that's creepy. He would have looked at, he would have done great in a horror film, I think. He would have done, he would have done, he would have been great, that sort of thing. Um, For me, the best moment probably for Bray was, I mean, you could argue when, like, debuted and at the Fiend sort of thing. For me, it was the moment where he kicked out of a million stomps by Seth Rollins. And I know matter people who were saying, like, the stomp is now, you know, completely thrown away. Someone said that. I'm trying to remember who said that at the time. Oh, yeah, it was Ryan on the bay job. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you said that, that, that the, the storm had been completely reduced to completely destroyed the move now because he, uh, he kicked out of it. He's a supernatural being. I fully believe that. I fully <laughs> believe it. This is... Hold on. Is this a Hell in a Cell match? Yeah. To be fair... I was mad at that match for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And I think to redact my statement, I think I was so not with that match that most of the things that happened that match that weren't as egregious became egregious just because I needed any reason to hate that match. Honestly, the red light did it from the get-go. Yeah, that wasn't great. Especially for oh, it, I, I had a headache after that match. That, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also want to bring in a good comment I've just seen, by the way. Uh, with the change that have been made to SmackDown tonight, as we've been with every recording, uh, Triple H has apparently flown first class in Braun Strowman, Cody Rhodes, and Eric Redbeard. What part they're going to have on the show? I don't know, um, if if any at all. But given that Braun's out until next year, how he had neck surgery, I doubt he'd be competing. But it would be kind of nice if he doesn't have tribute matches, obviously, on these shorter shows. It would be quite nice if we did see Redbeard have one more match on Raw or SmackDown. I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of those where they bring out the uh, the roster onto the stage. And either do like a mi- not a minute silence, but sometimes like a minute's clapping, or you have the people that come out, and you could have those people as part of that crowd, so they don't have to wrestle, and then you can have the camera focusing in on them because obviously it's an important moment for those for people sure. as well. So sure. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if they were used in that way. For sure, it. I mean, it. I mean, SmackDown. We mentioned earlier, SmackDown's gonna be a hard watch tonight, but at the same time, we might as well use the match we had a chance to see before as well. So I'm thinking that way. And, and, and that's the, I, I hate to, I I even hate to use this word, but that's the, 
the bright side of these situations is they put aside storylines and they put aside the guys that this is a storyline based professional wrestling show and they just you know like i was you know go back you know even 10 years and someone outside of the company passes away you know someone who works for a competitor so you know or you know go back 20 years someone works for wcw someone works at ecw someone works for tna whatever it may be and there is no mention whatsoever of this person now go back i mean it feels like years ago but i think it was only six months ago you know go back to jay briscoe yeah every single wrestler had gear on or an armband or something yeah you know uh uh uh, didn't 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 KO say reach for the sky right before he did his like swanton or something like that? It was yeah. something along those lines. It's like there, there's finally an understanding that this is more than WWE. This is more than AEW. This is more than Impact. It's you know go back what I said earlier. It's it's it's, it's brotherhood. You yeah. know the only time I can remember it happening before in the business before this year really was when eddie passed tna paid tribute to eddie guerrero and i'm like he never wrestled it in tna before i don't, I don't believe um because obviously that form now that he was back in wwe so there was that's the only time i can remember someone doing that sort of thing um i i can't i can uh i can point out an earlier one brian pillman yeah. Brian Pillman was celebrated both in WCW, even though he was active in WWF when he passed. And of course, they also did Owen Hart in both companies as well. Who? Owen Hart. Yeah, Owen Hart was, um, you know, again, uh, a beloved. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there have been instances of it, but it, the fact that AEW were a class act about it as well though them much case like rest in peace our brother and i'm like i think a lot i think all wrestlers feel about it today i'm gonna be a lot of there'll be some people i dare say on the british indie scene tonight who are competing who have at some point or other crossed paths with rotunda family because uh, they're quite a famous family uh nina samuels who i got to see last time at cxw and is at the next show she would work for you at NXT. So unquestionably at some point she'd have bumped into 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 Bray, you'd think, because you know, he was always something that you had to ask the opinion of. I mean he he told um I remember seeing the thing about Leo Rush today, Leo Rush point posted a, a message saying that Bray had told him like you won't laugh the wolves here, kid. Get out before the wolves get you. And he did, and he's making making a career for himself again in another company. Um, Bray thought I'll get get good advice, and maybe that's the best thing sometimes. What would Bray I, I I just hope that um, overall, I think it's been 
again, weird word to use, but positive. Um, I, I see more people from both sides of the fence mourning and not turning it into a tribal pissing contest. Um, you know, I would say it's 90, 10, uh, I'd say, you know, for once the negativity and the bullshit is far outweighed by the positivity and yeah. the empathy for the situation. Um, I've definitely had to block a couple of people. Uh, a few of them were mutuals um, because they have turned it into a AEW versus WWE thing. And that's just the, now, now is not the fucking time. I don't even know how you could do that. Um, I like, did, I did see someone today. It's been taken down now, so I, I can't tell you who it was. I was a quick glance a minute ago. Someone genuinely posted this morning. Uh, this is the work. I'm like, fuck off, fuck off right now. That was my bait back up moment. If we were going to do it earlier, uh, yeah. Anyone, I saw similar posts. Yep. Anyone who no, no, now's not the time. Um, you know, you can. Yeah. Y- years down the road, when the wounds have healed, you can always, you know, I'll use Andy Kaufman, you know, mm. people always say Andy Kaufman faked his death because that's the kind of guy Andy Kaufman would do something like that, you know, and it's one thing, you know, especially with someone like Andy Kaufman who would actually probably do that. Um, yeah. You know, it's another thing the day of the day after to yeah. make what is clearly a inappropriate comment or joke. And I know some people deal with this kind of, I deal with tragedy with humor. It's who I am. It's always who I've been. Not everyone gets that. Um, but even I would not make a joke about this right now. No, no. At all. You were close to being my bad cop moment before we said we weren't doing bad cop moments. Um, yeah, I'm pointing at you, Matt. Because um, I've shared with you the uh, tweet from Ric Flair when it announced that Terry Funk had died. And your comment was, I'm, I don't, oh, I'm, I'm believing it or I don't believe it or whatever until I see it from like a reputable source. Or that was it? me. Oh, that was you. Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. You were normally my bad. I, Matt, I apologize. Then. Um, that I, was wrong. I did say the same thing. To be fair. Oh, you did say the same thing. All right. <laughs> I, I was pretty sure it was you. I know my memory's not bad. Uh, but I was like, how sick of a person would, well, or Ric Flair would have been the bad person. How fucking sick would you be to post something like that? if that wasn't true. So, like, I know it hadn't been confirmed, and I know we talk about checking our sources and things like that, but when you've got somebody like Ric Flair saying things like that, I think you got to I think you got to believe that that's true. Yeah, but to be fair, Ric Flair uh, practically borders on the line of not being a boomer, but being a greatest generation, because he's fucking a million years old. Um, I understood what you meant, though, when you said you would have expected... He, 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 would, he would strike me as the kind of person who sees something on Facebook and just goes, oh, that must be real. I, Better woo about it. I oh. would like I would like to just say for the benefit of all of us, actually, before people think that one of us said, oh, I'm going to quote here. The first message I got about it was, Matt, you better prepare your Terry Funk tribute unless Ryan wants in on this too. Like you are. 
I hadn't heard anything about it at the time because it literally was seconds after it had broken. And you said Rick Fair just probably passed away. Like, I said, there's nothing being reported about it on any dirt sheet. If it's a joke by Flair, I reserve it as my main bad cop moment. And absolutely, either way, it would have been the main bad cop moment. I mean, of course. I mean, yeah. of course it would have done. Yeah, to, to me, and because and, I, I actually remember, I think it was a year or two ago, Terry Funk, quote unquote, died. Uh, and I've died I, five times according to certain presses, yeah. Yeah, and... You know, for me, like, you know, unfortunately, with with things like this, especially in this age of social media, false information travels so quickly. Yeah. Um, For me. And and honestly, I was like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? It was Foley when Mick Foley was like, I just got off the phone with Terry's daughter. Yeah. That's when it hit me that I was like, Mm. oh, no, this isn't a this isn't some social media bullshit. This is real. And, you know, again, you know, I, and I, I, I don't know if I've said this to, to you gentlemen, but I've, I've said this to a few people. Um, my top three wrestlers all time are Mick Foley, Sting, and Terry Funk. In that order? Yeah, I think that's the order. Because uh, they, they each, to me, represent something different. Um, Mick Foley represents the. <sighs> well, he's, on, he's on my Matt Rushmore, so I'd agree with you. Mick yeah, he, he he's 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 a transitional talent. You know, he was a he was a guy who was you know bringing this new Japanese style to the U.S. because um, that's pretty much what he was doing. Is you know he was bringing that you know. Japanese hardcore style mixed with some Terry Gordy, you know, insane bumps to 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 yeah. the US. Sting was your white bread 80s style baby face, you know, like your traditional professional wrestler. And Terry was bringing that old hard hitting bunkhouse style pro wrestling, that southern style beat the shit out of each other wrestling. Um, and, and like all three of them, just like if it, if it weren't for one of them, like if you removed any one of them from the equation, my taste in professional wrestling is completely different. Um, they, especially because it was the time that I was watching, getting into wrestling. It was the early nineties. Sting was your top guy. Um, cause I don't, you know, I, uh, WWF was too hokey for me. In the early, like that, that, that era of WWF, too hokey. Um, Sting was my guy. And for my mid, you know, I always was attracted to this, that mid card style of wrestling. And my favorite mid carder was Cactus Jack. <laughs> and then, like I said, I think it was early 90s, I saw Terry Funk and I went, oh, this is a wrestler. I get it now. I understand. I understood then. Like that's a wrestler, that's a that's a bullwhip match guy, that's a you know old school style Texas death match guy, you know that's that's a wrestler. I get it. Um, yeah, the three of them. Um, you know, number four is probably Dusty, but for the same reason as Terry, he's a wrestler. I loved it. So, with all this in mind. Is it too soon to say 
We know who's going to the Hall of Fame next year. I mean, you put Bray in. Not sure. Yeah, I. Three time world champion. I I think I think that unfortunately, when someone passes away, especially an active competitor, it makes the most sense to just do it. Just just do it. Mm. Um, and, you know, and yeah. and again, not not to sound crass, but it is a business, and from a marketing standpoint, it's a name that's fresh in people's minds. Unfortunately, for a very very, you know. No, it's not. No, not even for a, for a bad reason. Because he, his his impact is still fresh in people's minds. Well, on that um, note, by the way, about the mer- about like all merch and everything, WWE have announced that all merch going forward of Bray Wyatt will all one hundred percent of all proceeds will be going directly to Wyndham Rotunda's family. Good. That is fan. That is how it should be. That's how it should be. Absolutely. Um, yeah, um, he is a generational talent for me, um, and he need, and to be fair, it's sort of ironic the WrestleMania forty we have someone like that going in the Hall of Fame potentially. Yeah, it's um, he we all know who would be one day, just not this soon. Yeah, it's it, it's one of those uh, you know again it's it's just this um. He he, you're right. He he was a Hall of Fame talent. He he was going to be there, um, one way or the other. Um, it 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 kind of sucks that you know his legacy doesn't get as much time to develop as as it would have because it he would have done so much more you know and and i feel like he was the you know he was the kind of guy who had such a good mind for the business that even when his body had failed him and he couldn't go anymore he would have been the guy that stuck around and was like i'll train at the performance center i will I'll do, you know, I'll manage, I'll do whatever I have to, to stay and to be here. Um, Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I, I'm sure, I don't know what the, the, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what the word would be, what the protocol is for Hall of Fame. Like if this is something you know, if it's planned a year in advance or if it's, you know, something that's a little more, they don't decide until after the rumble or like, I don't know. Cause I, I remember seeing an interview with Stephanie that said mania, like they start planning mania the day after mania. <laughs> um, You know, as, as much as people would like to say, Oh, you know, clearly they're just making shit up. It's like, well, no, this is a, um something that they uh definitely focus on because it's their show but i don't know i don't know how the hall of fame works i uh i have no idea so i would hope so i was, I was wondering and i i think this could be a factor matt that would affect it um bray wyatt's from florida 
Um, I can't even find a location for WrestleMania 41 yet, so I guess it hasn't been announced. Um, but if I'm they have... Done. I'm sorry? I'm done. That's been announced? Should be by now. Come on, come on, come on, Triple H. I, I know that that's... Part... So if, obviously, I think they probably have plans for where they would like it for the next few years, but I'm sure they haven't announced that yet. Um, if there was to be one in Florida, perhaps in three, four, five years' time, I think you would probably wait to have it in his home state. Um, but if there's no plans to have it, anything, any WrestleManias in Florida um, in the near future, there is that one. When was Tampa? I'm trying to remember. Was that 2020? 2019? 2020, wasn't it during COVID? It's supposed to be during COVID? Um, the tweet, they had it with me at 37. Okay, so it's pretty recent. So if they're not going back there for a while, perhaps they will do, like you said, perhaps do it sooner rather than later. But I think if there is one planned for Florida, I wouldn't be surprised if they held off and waited and then did it down there. Hmm. They also held it wasn't that far apart, was it with me with thirty or New Orleans thirty twenty nine was in New Jersey. Twenty eight where was twenty eight? Was that was that in that in Orlando? Uh America. And they do Florida every couple of years, so No It would which is easy. Well, I mean it yeah, makes exactly. sense. I don't think they have. I'm gonna have to look into this and think and we'll go back to next week. Maybe in a few weeks' time going back to it. because yeah, you uh no, I you know what? I do know where where forty one is going to be, um, because they are building a new stadium for a football team, and it's been heavily rumored that the first year it's open is going to be twenty twenty five, and that WWE wants to hold Mania there. I, maybe it's the Chargers. So where are the it's Chargers Vegas, from? I think then, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I remember reading something about that, and that 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 makes uh, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like you know you you also have to from from a PR standpoint, you need to make sure if that's your plan, you don't announce it too early to make it sound like you're trying to profit off of a tragedy. But you also don't want to make it too late where it's like, well, why were you dragging your feet on this? Yeah. Um, I'll rumble. Not rumble be fine. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I think it was Kevin Nash. I, th this is a quote that always stuck with me. And I want to say it's Nash. Um, you know, whatever you feel about Kevin Nash, one way or the other, the guy gets it. The guy understands the business really well. That's why he made so much money doing it. But he said, uh, something along the lines of you need to understand this is the wrestling business and that's a very key word it is the wrestling business um you know but when it comes to something like this there is a really really fine line that you need to walk um from a and and you know matt to what you just said you know wwe saying we are all not the profit the the money we make from Bray merchandise is going to his family. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's really that's that's walking that line perfectly. Absolutely. Um do we have go go um, how long after Eddie died was it before he went in the Hall of Fame? Next mania. Next mania. Oh it was okay. He so died, he, died, then. he died in November and he was inducted in April. 
Okay. All right. So it's certainly something that's not happened before then. Yeah, they first form friendly fair, like Ryan said. Sometimes it's better to do it get it not not out the way, don't don't get me wrong there, sort of thing, but do it while it's you know. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Acknowledge um, that person as soon as possible. Yeah. Do we have anything else to talk about? Um, speed check. If you've got any more good moments, I know we're trying to stay away from the negative as much as possible. Did you? I, I'm not running a clock as long as you're not going to go crazy, Ryan. No, I don't. I don't think I got anything crazy this week. Oh, you want me to go now? I've, yes. got a, I've, I've actually got a clock this no, week. Let's just leave a five minute gap in here, and then, um, and then, well, then you can give your moment. Okay. Please don't do that, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit that this week. Uh, Last no. episode was horrendous, guys, by the way. I edited it. And it oh, it was terrible. I want to publicly apologize um, because part of that was me needing to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, I'd actually forgotten um, that we'd... Uh, we'd start recording on Zoom without Matt because we didn't have permission and then forgetting the fact that we don't pay for it. So it ended and we had to start again. On So I edited that part together, but there was gaps in there. There was bits were recorded out of sequence. And I think the very last two minutes that I left in was basically just going, this is crap. Um, this is not going to make any sense. Um, I don't know how the hell you're going to edit this. This is a total shit show. And that's basically what it, it's, a, it. it's our WCW in 2001 episode. You know, it's it's just nonsense. Actually, no, 2001, they were on their way back up again. It was 2000. That was really not great. Um, Good call. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate, um, Graham, what you said earlier, uh, Edge, you know, Edge's uh, uh, potential retirement match was fantastic. That was a great match. That was, uh, you know, just people don't give i think Seamus a lot of credit for being the workhorse that he is uh he can he when he when he when they need him he's there and he does it um you know uh it was it was fun um i'm really actually liking uh they haven't officially had a name yet so i'm going with it uh i'm really enjoying edinburgh uh, I, I think that the straight man Drew works really well with the stoner riddle. I think it's I, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, oh, New Day, New Day's back. You know, love having New Day around again. Um, always, always a fan of of uh, Kofi and Woods, and and hoping we get to see Biggie soon. Uh, I, I, the pop when Big E comes back is going to be enormous. Um, I can't wait for that. Um, on the, uh, other side of the, of the, the, the fence, um, still loving MJF and Adam Cole. Um, don't actually think they need to be teasing the breakup as much as they are, because I think when it happens, it's going to be great one way or the other. Um, uh what was it there was something else from the ae dubs that i really really enjoyed this week and i can't remember what it was so maybe it wasn't that great i don't know but after last week's dynamite this week's dynamite was phenomenal because last week sucked so 
you know, I, uh, oh, that, that's, 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 uh, this, this is, a, I'm, I'm considering this a good cop moment just because I laughed so hard. Um, over the past couple of weeks, months, even, uh, I've always talked about how wrestling commentary doesn't know how to do commentary anymore. Um, my example being when someone was getting beaten down and they were cracking jokes about it on AEW. And I thought that was stupid. You're not selling it. What's the point? Uh, Ray Fenix, uh, got hit in the face with a crowbar or a tire iron or something on Wednesday. And I was so happy because Excalibur, the, the commentary team, like, well, th- th- this is not what professional wrestling is about. Uh, we hope to get you an update on Ray Fenix. And I'm just like, yes, you're doing it. And then they ruined it. And I started laughing so hard because he's like, you know, uh, we, we hope to get you an update on uh, Ray Fenix, um, but uh, make sure you sign up for DraftKings and use the code. And I was like, are you seriously cutting a fucking promo in the middle of this dramatic moment? I laughed so hard that it it, it was such a bad cop moment. It became a good cop moment. Uh, That's it. I'm full- That's it. <laughs> Will the reaction to Big E be quite as big as you suggested if he can't actually wrestle again though yes people will still just be happy hey the, Big e, he's not gonna wrestle he'll just be ringside yep. okay with e- e- no, even even no. he from what i can tell he is so beloved both backstage and by the wrestling fans just seeing him again standing in a ring even if the next thing out of his mouth is i can't do it anymore which will make us all cry because it's edge all over again. Um, That reaction to him will be epic. And I hope to God that he can wrestle again because he seems like another one of those guys who just loves it. Um, Especially because, you know, as he said, he said, you know, even if he could never step foot in the ring again, as long as he can be there and be with his best friends and do the goofy shit that they do, he'd be happy with that. And for that, I would be happy for him. He won't take the time. Yeah. And he is one of the most entertaining things in that company. Yeah, it's not quite a thing without Biggie announcing them to the ring, is it? Oh, yeah. it's 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 such a big part of their... Of their entrance, I still remember. So, so Graham, you were you were watching when New Day started, right? I hate New Day. Oh, not not when they started. No. Okay, because when they started, they were atrocious. It was literally Vince McMahon going, "I don't know, put the black guys together." Like that's literally what it was. It was, a gospel it was gimmick, wasn't it? Almost. What was that? Almost a gospel gimmick, wasn't it? Almost. Yeah, yeah. They they were they were preachers they were even evangelical you know heels and then all of a sudden it was biggie biggie is what saved them because vince said we have nothing for you you guys just do whatever just show up and do the matches we don't you have creative control because we don't know what to do with you and that's when biggie started licking things and humping things and all that weird stuff and they were over instantly yeah fans turn them face Nothing against Woods or Kofi. I love them both. But Big E is what got New Day over. Because he's weird as shit. And it's awesome. And I remember the freaks out there. 
from all of us freaks and idiots and weirdos. Thank you, Biggie. Yeah, I, 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 my, my, my fondest memory of that period when they were slowly kind of turning was Biggie coming out. They had like an ice cream cart, and yeah. they, it like tipped over, and Biggie just started humping it. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm so entertained right now. Uh, you I'm know, entertained. It's, but I, I think they all they all brought their own thing. Obviously, you know, Woods bring in Francesca was fantastic. Um, Kofi just finally getting to come out of his shell after so many years at the company and yeah. finally be himself. Uh, and a champion. Yeah, it, it was a perfect, perfect melding of three guys who creative had nothing for. And now they're one of the most legendary tag teams in the history of the company. Good on them. Can't wait to see you back, Biggie. Graham? I'm, I'm going to deliver my um, good cop moments, and then I'm going to be leaving you guys. Um, I have daddy duty to go do. So a um, few couple of feel-good stories I saw this week. Um, at Jay-Z underscore Graham, the Bojangles champion. Quote, it happened. I made it on the billboard. No Photoshop. Real deal. Thank you at Bojangles. Let's go. So we've known the, the Bojangles champion for a while. Love to see those posts. Love to see the pictures of that belt. Um, love Bojangles, period. So, but yeah, they, unfortunately the picture didn't come out too well on the tweet, but kind of nice that he got that recognition. And that's going to be pretty cool when you see yourself up on a billboard. Um, Bro Keller, I mentioned last week, he did become the inaugural champion um, out at Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Great to see that. Um, I'm seeing that he's fighting a little closer this weekend, two hours and 15 minutes. Um, I won't be going to that either because I'm actually going to a commander's football game tomorrow night. And um, last one, uh, Jim Ross, uh, Quote, good news, MRI came back negative, no cancer in my tibia. Obviously, with all the stories we've had this week, it's always got to be a huge um, relief for that person, a huge weight off his mind. And obviously, one of the legendary commentators of all time, whether you love him or hate him, whether you like what he does now or what he did then, you've got to admit that he's a pivotal character in wrestling history. And obviously, good to hear that he's cancer free. The the commanders that is the team that used to be the racists, right? Uh, that, that that's right, that's right. Got the, the Washington Redskin Potatoes. Ah, uh, see, why didn't they just do that? Uh, I, 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 I honestly, I, 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 I think Dan Snyder was still owner. He wasn't doing that. I think they should have stuck with the Washington Football Team because I thought that was the most brilliant marketing when they were doing that just the washington football team I was like, like okay, i know i know exactly what i'm getting out of this the washington football team now to be fair i don't know which washington but close enough it would have said washington state football if it was the other one as you well know no uh, i don't because they don't always do that before i want to quickly get my speed check for him because i want i want to hear graham's react quick react very quick reaction to it it's, it's very quick and it's just that CXW this week announced that at our next show, we're going to have Ricky Knight Jr., RKJ, and Ricky Knight Sr. Did see that. Yep. I get to commentate on Ricky Knight Sr. I have never shit my pants before. Who, of course, was played by the great Nick Frost in Fighting With My Family. Absolutely. Um, that's metaphorical, of course, for everyone who's now just wretched at home. Um, I can't be able to get the content on that. Plus, announced today 
the virus came Michael versus the demon Damien in a coffin match. Oh, cool. Cool. Not to be it's confused boy, with man. the demon Finn Balor and Damien Priest. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Um, Graham, thank you so much, buddy. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see you in two weeks, sir. GTFO. Yeah. <laughs> Graham, you're trying to spell it. He's a maths. I knew exactly what it was. I'm messing with him. Yeah, now I'm going to keep you from the room. All right, bye. There you go. Jerk. Cool. All right, keep this part in. Absolutely, the part in. Absolutely, I mean, get off fucking it. Graham. Absolutely right, and you know, you know, absolute jerk. Um, no, and, and and that's fantastic for for CXW. I know that you guys are a new promotion, um, and obviously, you know, you're 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 starting to bring in some, you know. Uh, more well-known names, not to discount any member of the roster, obviously, but, you know, that's, you know, uh, that that's a make or break for a lot of independent promotions is being able to bring in some well-known names, um, especially if they're a local legend, uh, like the Knight family is in England. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's really cool. You know, I, I, I was lucky uh growing up now i didn't go to a lot of indies until around like 2000 2001 is when i started going to indie shows uh and it was few and far between because you know there wasn't a lot of ways to know that there was indie shows going on around you um but you know i had chaotic wrestling and chaotic wrestling was closely tied with the uh new england uh, uh academy of professional wrestling which is the school started by Walter Kowalski. Yeah. Um, and also the school that John Cena came out of, Kofi Kingston, Triple H. You know, this is a big time wrestling school. Um, so I got to see a lot of, I think the first indie show I went to, I think the card had or at least maybe not necessarily on the card, but at least appearing at the show were both April Hunter, who was a former WCW Nitro girl um, and Spike Dudley. Um, And this was pretty much smack dab in the, you know, I think he was still in, no, maybe ECW had just folded around that time, but you know, it was a big name, you know, for, for a a small indie show. Um, And then obviously with, um, our latest maybe not latest but you know biggest indie in the area now with beyond they got their starts by bringing on ring of honor stars Mm -hmm. you know that's how they cut you know they were bringing in the young bucks and they were bringing in kevin owens um and then local guys like you know um frankie kazarian and uh um yeah tomaso champa uh, who trained in the area um you know johnny gargano you know obviously because champa was here you know it it's it, it's a really i'm i'm happy that this is happening to cxw so early oh um if you want to add a little bit more to it this is show seven of it it's called toto we're gonna have the actual band who does this, who actually does the song in the actual building to, to perform it live as well we've also got they went RKJ and Ricky Knight Senior are be teaming up um for a match. Um I can't say on the air um who they're facing, 
But also on the card, we obviously got. Um, I mentioned we've got we got Shah Samuels. Um, he's taking he's taking on Zach Zodiac for the for world for the world championship. Um, that's a big match. Um, also on the card are um, two 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 kids called Thomas and Mark. Um, better known at the Billington Bulldogs, as in the nephews of the Dynamite Kid. So, I mean, what you're saying is people should line up to get their tickets now before they sell out. Very much so. Very much so. See what I did there? Absolutely. CXW is going places, and I can't believe some talent I've got. I'm going to be calling that night. You guys should want to be there as well. You want to be ringside for this, guys. I mean, if Ryan had, could get a cheap flight, even he'd be there for that. I'm sure he would. But um, it may be logistically a bit expensive to go for an indie show. I get that. Yeah, it might be a little, uh, might be a little pricey. But Ryan would watch it, wouldn't you? In a heartbeat, you'd watch it in a heartbeat way, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, if uh, CXW ever does uh, some live streaming, I'll, 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 I'll keep my ass up. But you, yeah. Or no, I don't have to. It's in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And also, all, it's always free on YouTube as well, which it's all available on their YouTube channel right now. You can go back and watch everything. Pro show. wrestling should be live. Of course. Of course. We're working on that. We're working on that. We're working on that. It's only our seventh show. <laughs> um, so, uh, Matt. Yes, mate. What do you say we do some fan cop moments? I say we do some fan cop moments and then, and then let people go on with their day. So yeah, um, it's just me and Ryan to do the fan cop moments. Um, I don't even have them pulled up yet. Well, this I is have, how great I'm doing. Well, I have them pulled up, Ryan. So why don't I lead us off? Oh um, well, well, hold on, hold on. Uh, let's let's start. You know, we said we weren't going to do any bad cop moments. Okay. We got to do one. Okay, what have you got? To quote the uh, uh, <clears throat> tweet put out by uh, Mr. Graham. For the fan cop moments this week, uh, clearly the worst cop moment of the week was the passing of Terry Punk. Terry Punk. Oh, God. Please, Mr. I'm an educator of young minds. Um, decorum. Check check your work before posting it. Um, decorum, indeed. Um, uh, just to clarify to our fans out there, it is Terry Funk. Funk with an F. F as in fuck you, Graham. We what we need, by the way, is we need you to have an we need an anime version of Ryan shouting decorum um, on a t shirt. That's what we need right now. And set up all that merch. We you know what? I think I think this is the official uh, announcement of a potential future announcement of good cop, bad cop merch. This is a good idea. This is a good idea for sure. Yeah, we're announcing a potential announcement. That's yeah. impressive. So fan cop moments. That's Matt, why don't you uh why don't you start us off? Our announcement we're having an announcement is us doing exactly what happened in AEW this week then. Yeah. I live my life based on Tony Khan. Cocaine, announcements for announcements, um, you know, casual racism, just all of it. Well, moving on. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go to five nerds go first. Um good cop, AEW on Sunday. Bad cop, work mostly my colleague come with me to see Sting. Great cop, now got a seat for each ass cheek in case someone wants to come with me. I'm in. I mean, Matt, I'll be there. 
Matt, I love you dearly, buddy, but um, you couldn't pay me as an ex to you, buddy. Ooh. Okay. Mainly, mainly because um, I can't afford to get the train up to see the show. So you couldn't pay me to get there. I can't yeah. get there. Plus, Bad Cop, aren't they on strike? Uh, yeah. That sucks. Yep, they're on strike. That's not so good. What you got for Ryan? Well, um, I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be easy and do the next one. Uh, the People's Champ. Ah, JCB. Uh, JCB BFR underscore PC PCP. No, not even PSP. PSP underscore podcast. JCB uh, here on the. Twitterverse. Good cop moment anticipating how AEW would be received in Wembley. I'm sure there will be some moments made. Bad cop moment playing catch up with my wrestling viewing just when I caught up. What? Mm-hmm. So bear in mind, Ryan is someone who is literally watching 25 years behind right now. So let me tell you about what happened in 1998. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I feel like the anticipation for All In is outweighing the card for me. Not that I think it's a bad card. I am just so curious. The, love him or hate him, AEW loves to throw big money at big things. And this is the biggest thing they've ever done. So I'm curious as to what kind of insane nonsense is going to happen at All In. I am going to be sitting in my PJs on my couch at a beautiful noon to be done with an AW show. I mean, so it starts at noon. So it'll be done at like, what, 9 o'clock p.m.? Mm. You know, nine hour show sounds about right, but anyways, thank you very early. much. It's starting early as well because of the stupid idea of putting the main event on first. Um, right, um, moving to UTT Rob, all read the 1976 wrestling. There you go, Ryan. We're going even further back in time. You hear, sir? Good cop moment finding out that WWE's first match on UK TV was actually shown 11 years before everybody thinks. WTF got moment. They advertised for wrestlers in the help wanted section of the newspaper in 1976. Wow. I would have responded to one of those. I would have been like, hey, you were, I, I'm in. You were also you were also minus 11, sir, at that point. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, what do we got here? What do we got here? Um, do you need me to go? You're right. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to do a twofer. Go for it. From our friend, uh, high five, Tom. Ah, yes. Because he posted twice. Um, Uh, great cop moment. No offense to uh, the veritable Matt Lewis, but the Jericho Osprey contract signing, quote unquote. However, not why you think. Osprey rocking a. I'm gonna just hover over it. A blacksmith uh, apparel UE soccer jersey. The owner is a friend of a friend, and awesome to see his work on national television. Can't wait till mine comes. And then. Uh, for our Star Trek fans, uh, we have Captain's Log Supplemental. Uh, High Five Tom also says, not a fan cop moment. Had to chuckle. I have three Twitters and none of them were tagged. Good thing I stoked the Twitter for these. I'm assuming he meant stock. Uh, yes, I'm totally just busting chops. 
Well, we have reported you to Graham uh, for also, this. I would also report. I'm so sorry to cut you in, cut in here, Ryan. I'm so sorry, but um, I also need to bust Graham a little bit for last week when he was telling you um, like he's only cutting it up with with High Five Tom show. Uh, it's not. It's called chopping it up because it's a wrestling joke. Chopping, as in you know, throwing a chop, like a knife edge chop. Knife edge chop, exactly. <sighs> I understand wrestling references. Yeah, I forget I'm talking to a sensible person here. Right, um, I'm going to keep going with Tom because the Midwest Wrestling Roundup podcast at M- um, hashtag MWR Good Cop Moment. ICW Milwaukee in St. Eight was amazing and glad to see all the hard work has come to fruition. Plus, got some bonus midweek wrestling roundup content out of it. As always with them, no bad cop. I am going to move on to our wonderful friends over at ROH Revelry. Mm -hmm. A good cop moment. This week, it was cool that... I'm going to highlight because it's easier to do that. That Willer... And High Five Tom got to see young Vinny Marsigla and a debuting Todd Hansen, formerly known as Warbeard Hansen, uh, of the amazing War Machine and not-so-awesome Viking Raiders on Ring of Honor TV this week. So that's another local guy that I got to see, you know, pretty early on was Warbeard. Um, and funny enough, uh, my, uh, is he, is he Eric or the Ivar? He is Ivar. Very good man. The one with the war beard. I, of course, now think about it. Yes. Um, so, so a buddy of mine, uh, Cactus Dan, uh, he's, he's not a a Twitter person or anything like that. Um, but he is going on a journey right now where he is watching every pro wrestling show uh, that he's been to. So, you know, WWE, you know, Raws and pay-per-views and, you know, uh, we went to Nitro when we were younger. Yes, we're old enough to have gone to WCW Nitro. Um, and he's been keeping me updated with this uh, through text message. Um, and on one of them, uh, 2006, he went to a SmackDown. He actually worked. He worked at the the venue. Yeah. Uh, and the local enhancement talent was a uh, gentleman named Todd Smith, which was also a young uh, Warbeard uh, Hanson uh, who got his ass handed to him in a squash match. And son of a bitch, Matt, you're ruining everything. Um. Yeah, so that's that's my take on that fan cop moment from ROH Revelry. Thank you. You're very welcome. Well, I, and do you like the sword, by the way? Um, right. Um, I'm going to go to my my tag partner um, over on um, the volley, uh, Mr. Dan Griffin. Um, best cop moment: attending True Grit in Leeds tomorrow, featuring Commander Sterling versus Kid Bandit and Impact Emergence on Sunday. Oh, and some large indie show is happening in London. And worst cop moment is, um, of course, is the um, untimely passing of Ray Wyatt. We may have touched on that once or twice. Yeah. I'm I'm curious about this indie show in London, though. Mm, I'm hoping... mm, mm, Actually, all joking aside from that, I don't know if you've seen the world forecast for London that day. 
No, but I'm assuming since it's London, it will be raining. It'll be raining up until about one o'clock in the afternoon. And then it will be apparently dry until about eight o'clock at night. Right. When oh, so right when the show's about to start. Right, right when the main event goes on, because the show starts at 5 p.m. UK time. Oh, interesting. So we might get a a very uh, dramatic main event. Well, and, and, and you, you, that that's funny, Matt. You you assume they're only going to go three hours? No, crazy. No, no, no. I'm I'm just saying the main event goes on. I didn't say I didn't say necessarily it would go on. Uh, I said that's when the main is going to start. I didn't. <laughs> main event could well. Be yeah, and the main event starts at minimum four hours in the show. You got remember, Matt. AEW pay-per-views go about five hours. Never seen one, mate. How would I know? Um, based I on the internet, an AEW pay-per-view. Anyways, I've seen clips, but that's the natural show. Time for our final, I believe. Oh, I hope I'm not missing that. anyone. This man knows thing number two at time as well. I do know a time because he's just in time. <laughs> 211, friend Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, best cop, Dynamite all around was an awesome show. I can pretty much agree with that. I did not hate Dynamite this week. Last week I did hate Dynamite. So every, upward, upwards and onwards, you know? Absolutely. Um, worst cop, one of the most heartbreaking weeks. In the wrestling world, losing Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt in consecutive days. Uh, luckily, it uh, for me is 5 p.m. on a Friday, and we have gone the entire day without a tragedy. So yeah. uh, that's yeah. pretty good so far. Yes, we. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. It's been a tough old week. Um, hopefully, next the next two weeks we're a bit better, and when we come back, we'll probably touch briefly on all in i don't i dare say and maybe look ahead to all out as well um please tell me you're gonna do some bill for that damn show <laughs> oh, well rampage uh, i mean at time of recording rampage and collision have already been recorded because you know they have to go to england um so we're pretty much at where we're at, uh, you made a thought about it. They've done it live in London. Yeah, that probably would have been the smart thing to do. But then, um, but then their first show in London, in England, wouldn't have been at Wembley. So, and once we talked about it earlier, this is the wrestling business, and I get that. Um, so yeah. I think that's it for the night. Indeed. Um, thank you guys for listening. And um, yeah, um, there'll be no outro music. We have no, no intro either. Um, yeah. Um, thank you very much, guys. Um, um, on behalf of Graham. Um, boom. Uh, Ryan, have you got any notes? For once? No. You know what? Like we kind of said, this is a this is a different episode. So I will not be doing my typical outro. All I will say is just try to love one another, hug your loved ones. Uh, as this week has taught us, you don't always get a tomorrow. So be kind to one another. Uh, you know what? And I will end this with a quote from one of the most poignant movies ever made. 
Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure be excellent to one another. And I'm going to finish with one of my favorite quotes as well. May the power protect you all. This episode was dedicated to the memory of Terry Unk and Wyndham Rotunda. <laughs>